Hello, my name is Alan. I'm the head of education and content at Earn Signal. Welcome to Forget the Numbers, the student accounting show. The occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not totally alone in your ACCA journey, even when it feels like it. Okay, so um, today's podcast, uh, I'd like to welcome Judith Bennett, Director of Professional Qualifications. Uh, Judith, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I guess the first thing we'd be interested in is a bit about your background, um, what you do and what your group does in the ACCA. Yes, certainly. So uh, I am Director of Professional Qualifications within ACCA and I have worked here for a number of years working up through the the educational side of the organisation. Professional Qualifications is responsible for the content, the design, the delivery and the quality assurance of all of ACCA's examinations. Okay, so you are the go-to person basically for uh, for everything to do with a student's exam. So some of these students might be listening thinking, oh, so you are the person and it doesn't go well. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, but then I guess all the people that does go well for are probably happy. So that's good. <laughs> um, so the CBEs, um, and obviously they're run for the applied skills, certainly the ones that we're looking at to launch around using constructive response and the OT and the OT case. So what was, I guess, the background or the idea behind introducing CBEs for the exams? So we continually look at our qualification to make sure that it's relevant and up to date. And we did some research with our employers and they told us that they were looking for work ready accountants who could hit the ground running and add immediate value into their businesses. And that's the thinking behind um, our computer based exams. It's why we've included the spreadsheet technology and the word processing technology. And it's so that we can test those skills and those competencies that employers see they need accountants to have. And we can test them in that way that actually makes sense in the exam so that the students understand those very deep skills and can apply them in the workplace when they um, go there. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense because we actually had another podcast recently um, where we talked about that students very rarely go in, get put into a room, get given a refill pad and a pen and say, solve a problem for us. So I think it definitely makes it a lot more relevant. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the old exam experience is becoming um, something that people don't look forward to. And we wanted the exam experience to be as good as it could be and as close to the, um, the skills that students have to do in the workplace as we possibly could make them. And, and I guess is it, uh, some of the, the questions, some of them I ask myself is like, is a change like this, is this a big process in the ACCA? Is it years, months? Is it a, is it a, because obviously it's a big change to the way the examinations are run. It is a big change. Yes, absolutely. Um, it took a lot of planning. Um, to make sure that what we planned to do was absolutely what we felt the marketplace needed. And then the development process um, takes up to two years for us to be able to develop the questions, test the questions, make sure that the exam was a valid exam and it would test all of the things that we needed to test. So it's definitely not something we took lightly or quickly, but we do feel that what we've put into the marketplace is just what it needs um, because it does reflect that employer 
uh, feedback that we got right back at the beginning of the process. I, it's, it's funny because um, some of the, again, when we talk to some students and look at some feedback we get about the exams, I think inherently they think it makes sense. But then, and I, I, I'd wonder how I'd react if I walked into an exam tomorrow and had to answer it using a computer. Um, it would be, it'd be strange because it's just the mentality of you go in, you answer in paper. And one of the things that came up, um, a question we get, so we ran some um, webinars at the end of, ahead of the June exam session. And a kind of common question, what are the seeding questions and why is it different? And they tell me it doesn't go to the marks, but what if I get them wrong and what are they there for? And it's actually, that seemed to be one area they seemed to focus on because they didn't quite, and trying to explain the logic of it and it's kind of a well used. I wonder if you can go into a bit of, about, just about the seeding questions and, and why they're there to, I guess, protect the student and protect the qualification. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so seeded content is just one of the ways that we've got to make sure um, that our when the students sit our exams that they're fair and equal exams and that they get reliable results. So we have lots of things in our quality assurance processes to do that. And seeding is just one of them. Um, we what we do is we use those questions um, to gather statistics so that when we use them later in the live examinations, we're able to make sure through all of our quality assurance processes that every student gets a fair and equitable exam and that the result they get is a fair reflection of their performance within that. So students, there's 10 extra marks um, and they come from either one OT case where there's a single scenario and all the questions that fall off that, or from five individual OT questions. Now, we're not expecting students to, to um, do those exams within the normal exam time. So we added 20 minutes to the test so that everyone would be able to do um, all of their 100 marks and the extra 20 marks. I'm very involved in the processes that we do after um, the examinations have sat and before we hand out the results. And I can absolutely assure everybody that those are not included in the um, final marks that the students get. And we're very careful to make sure that there's been no disadvantage to students throughout um, the, each and every session and each and every exam from those seeded questions. And every student benefits from the seeding because when they then get those questions, in a different exam later on in their process, they can know that that's gone through that proper quality assurance process so that we um, know the, the, um, the, how the question performs and that it's a good question for the test. Does that help? No, that's great. And, and we may even pull that part out and show and, and give it to students in the future. Because, again, because I think it's just something new and, and it looks, I think the view was as to should students react differently to it should they do something different um, they should just pretend it's not there do the exam as they would always do the examination and let us pull those ones out to help them for the future yeah and that's kind of what i've been saying to them <laughs> but, but it comes better from you than from me what <laughs> i have to be honest, one of the areas and i've only really in the last few months got a, a grasp on the marking and how acca mark exams and i think it's an area that um ACCA don't 
talk about enough in one way because the students don't understand it. I think it's one of the most robust marking systems I've ever heard of, to be quite honest. And I think anybody I've ever spoken to has always said, and I do strongly believe it, that it's it's designed for the benefit for the benefit to get to the student and, and to give them every single opportunity to pass. Um, would you be able to talk a little bit about the, the marking process and especially and how it's marked in the CBEs, just so students understand, I guess, the rigor by which and how they're given every opportunity to pass the exams? Yeah, sure. So within the um, CBE exams, obviously, the, the objective test and the objective case test case items are all auto-marked. So they're, they're done through the, the, the technology and that's very much um, checked and calibrated and we do a lot of quality assurance across that to make sure all of those results um, come through. For the constructed response items, the spreadsheets and the word processing, these are expert marked and we do the exact same um, process for the CBE exams as we do for the paper-based exams. So we have a very detailed marking scheme which details all all of the points where marks can be achieved and we do a lot of um, seeded answers so we have seeding in our marking as well as in our questions where the markers um, answer they'll mark a script and that will be routed through to their supervisor and their supervisor will compare that to um, a, a script that has been pre-marked to make sure that the standard has been maintained so we're very very careful across all of our marking to make sure that every script and every marker is applying the marking scheme and working to um, working to the, the, the same standards. We then put those the, the automatic results, marked results with the um, constructed response and that creates um, a final result for the student. What I would say um, for the computer-based exams, um, which has always been the case for the paper-based exams, for students to make the most of their attempt and to make sure that the, um, the marker can understand what it is that they're, um, how they've come to their answer, that they should make sure that all of their workings are very, very clear. So if they're doing the, um, the spreadsheet item types, make sure they type their formula in because the markers see that formula and then can follow through on um, any points that are made so that if there is an issue, students are only penalised for it once, that issue doesn't then carry through to different stages within the, the question. Um, so if their final answer isn't right, we can see where it went wrong and we can still give credit for where they have um, shown the good process and the procedure as they've come through. Okay, that's great. Um, regarding, um, I guess, the future of CBEs and moving to strategic professional, is that on the horizon at some point in the future? It most certainly is. Um, we have um, teams within the organisation working with our market leading supplier on this. Uh, as you know, is the, the strategic professional exams and especially um, strategic business leader have some new features in them. Um, so we're developing the testing to match those new features. There was nothing in the marketplace that was readily available for this. Um, what we've done with all of our changes is we introduced the changes through the paper-based exam format. So students get used to the, um, the new exam style of the exam format and then we'll move it across to computer-based testing as 
soon as we feel that we've got the, the technology ready and tested and the market's ready for us to do that. So keep watching this space, um, but in the next year or two, we are hoping um, that that will be the case for us for CBE. Okay, great. I guess computer-based exams and SBL in the same time, probably not a great idea for anybody. <laughs> one thing at a time, we find time. One big change at a time, all right. I think that, that'll be very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, again, in all our webinars and our podcasts, and we are very active with our students, um, we're constantly, like my firm belief is that you kind of, 30% of you getting ready for exam is you kind of read the knowledge and read the books or go to the lectures um, 30% then is a, is, a, is a lecturer or a tutor going through the answers of the questions with you and trying for you to get an understanding of it. But 40% is you sitting in a room and practicing, practicing, practicing questions um, and just getting yourself into that exam mode, getting yourself kind of working towards, well, if it's 10 marks, maybe it's 20 minutes you have an exam, trying to, to get that exam technique going. Um, what about the CBEs? Is it pretty similar? Is it just practice, practice, practice? It's our very mantra. That was good. exactly what came into my head when, when you started the question there. Practice, 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 and use what you can to practice on the technology um, that you will be using in the exam. We often say when, when we go out to speak to people, you wouldn't do your driving test in a car that you've never sat in before. Um, you want to get used to the features. You want to understand how to use it best. So um, I think using the mock exams, using the spec, specimen exams and using every tool that you can get which really replicate what you're going to see um, in the examination is the way to um, do as well as you possibly can. We find um, from the research that we do and the um, questionnaires that we send out after the examination that the students who do the best in the exams use the mock exams and use the specimen exams uh, as an integral part of their learning practice. So I can't promote that strongly enough. I think that is so important um, as part of the preparation for taking the examination. Yeah, I think there's a fear. Uh, I keep telling people we're, when we give mock exams, we're never going to guess the exam. It's not about them passing or failing the mock in a way. It's more about them having the process, have been sat in a room with an exam paper and nothing else for three hours and 15 minutes or whatever it might be, depending on the exam there. And, yeah. and kind of being left on your own and to suffer if you're to try and get as much of that potential exam stress out before you go into the exam. Exactly. We know students don't necessarily like doing their mocks, but yes. we do know that those who do them do much better in the examination. So a little bit of pain sometimes gets a, a good gain. Yeah, and that's what we've been doing. And we're, we try to encourage people to do more mocks. So um, we actually give feedback. So we give students a little bit of a report when they do their mock exam. And we tell them which areas they've, they've we, or they're weak in. And we point them to the part, part of the syllabus to go back and study. And we do that within three days of them submitting a mock. So we're, at, we're tr trying really hard to give them every benefit from doing it rather than just saying, oh, you got 50 or you got 60. Well done or not well done. Um, it's it's that aim to to try and kind of give them something back for making the effort of doing the mock. Yeah, and I think that is a super service and anything that you can do to, to persuade people to do them and those types of support services absolutely um, will give them the best value out of doing it. 
Yeah, and I think that's the idea of the CVEs that we have um, is so they can practice as many as times as they they want, um, and they can come in and they can. So it's exactly the same as as what they'll get in the ACCA um, on on the exam day, and they can come in and they can practice questions as many times as they want. They can go back and edit it. Um, they'll rough on average they'll have access to 12 to 15 questions to practice on CBEs and a CBE mock exam and we'll be building that up over the future so um, I think that's going to be a big benefit for students or we hope it'll be a big benefit for students as well. Yeah I do think that will bring a huge advantage we we have um, a similar um, but non-marked version um, on our website and students just don't use it um, so I think you being able to add that extra value service to it will um, really help the students going forward. That's great. Um, Judith, I really thank you for your time. Um, really appreciate um, you making that time for us um, and all your help. And hopefully you gave really good advice and that the students will listen to that. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.